brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. Just this week, hockey commentator and one of Canada's favorite sons, Don Cherry, took on the Carolina Hurricanes for what he said was a despicable display of jubilation and celebration after their games. Unbeknownst to Cherry, the Hurricanes turned this into a bit of a brand opportunity. How? Well, I went on the air on CFAX and talked about it. Let's listen in. 335, 25 minutes before 4, Don Cherry put Esquimalt on the map Saturday night when he tore into the NHL Carolina Hurricanes for their post-game celebrations. Now, here to discuss how the Hurricanes are taking this all in stride, in fact, are capitalizing on this criticism, is my buddy Mark Stoiber, brand strategy consultant, entrepreneur, author of Didn't See It Coming, and his latest book is called Stop Busting Your Brand. Thanks for coming in, Mark. I'm just a jerk. (laughs) Explain how the Hurricanes have handled this. I I think they've handled it absolutely brilliantly. Now, I'm just going to paint a picture that everybody can relate to. Imagine your dad talks about your friend like that. That guy, you think that he's cool with that car, that, that motorcycle, he's just a jerk. What, is that, what does that do to you? You, you want to go up with the guy with the motorcycle you in the go, car and go, you wanna he's go, cool. He's a cool guy. And that's exactly what the Carolina Hurricanes did metaphorically. They printed up a whole bunch of t-shirts that said, bunch of jerks. And, you know, I, I love it because what they did, and, I, you know, I'm not a sports specialist, don't profess to be, but I, I, I do like brands, and I think what they've done, they've found themselves a niche for their brand, which is super important, and I think they can capitalize on it, and I think it's actually a great thing what they've done by seizing it. Okay, I don't know if Cherry uh, really uh, kind of uh, explained what was happening on the ice, but after the Hurricanes win, and they don't mm-hmm. win that often, although they're not a bad yeah, team. Yeah, they're, they're one, one game away from a wild card yeah, this year. Yeah, so they're in the playoff hunt. Um, and they don't draw that well. It's Carolina, but they mm-hmm. get, you know, they get 12, 13, 14,000 people. It's not quite, you know, Montreal or Toronto. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the, the players are doing this sort of thing all over the NHL, where after the game is over, you skate to center ice, and you raise your stick to the crowd, and the crowd applauds, and you're, you're responding... They do it in soccer, too. You're applauding the crowd. They've taken it a step further, and they've choreographed, kind of like in the NFL with touchdowns, these little things. One, there's a baseball one where where there's a pitcher. The guy pretends to throw the ball. The guy uses his stick, and he swings. One of the skaters goes back, and he pretends he's going to catch the ball. He hits the wall. And everybody goes nuts because it's a home run. It's, That's right. It's, it's all mime. It's pantomime. And it's it's actually quite fun and a lot of work. Cherry's contention is this is putting the other team down and this is no there's no place for this in hockey. Well, I also think that he says it, it doesn't respect the game. Yeah. You know, and I think that... Whereas that, punching the crap out of the other guy does. Yeah, you know, I go back to the whole idea that, wait a minute, these guys are chasing a piece of rubber down the ice, <laughs> on skate, hitting it with a stick into a net. And this is a fun you thing. You said you didn't know m- much about sports. I, come on, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm, ex- exactly I'm an expert. I know, that, I know the difference between hockey and, uh, and basketball because in basketball they have a, b- a ball, right? Yeah. yeah. And again, it goes into the... <laughs> it goes into a net. A net. Okay, Good. so they Good. are exactly the same. But you know what? I think that we have got to get our uh, collective heads out of our wazoo when it comes to professional sports because what these guys are doing is bringing entertainment and joy to us. And you know what, in this, in this era of billionaire athlete, or millionaire athletes and billionaire owners, what I think they've done is they have elevated the importance of this game into something that you go, we have to take this seriously. And you're going, this is for entertainment. 
And you know what, Carolina, they haven't got a brand because they do not have great numbers when it comes to attendance. Uh, up until this year, they haven't had a great chance at uh, getting in the playoffs. So they're kind of a been there, you know, sort of a has well, been kind of team. Yeah, yeah, they won a cup, but way you know, back when. way back when. But they they're not really like they're not like they're not like uh, they're not like the Bruins. No. Right? They're not like a Canadian team where you go, they've got the history. They're not like the Can uh, the Canadians. They're not like the, the Leafs. You know, the, these guys, they got they got hockey in the blood. Yeah. They're, in a, they're not in a basketball town. But you know what? Maybe they can capture this sense of fun. They wouldn't have thought of it, though. I mean, they've been doing this since, since Christmas. It took Cherry uh, talking down at them uh, this last weekend in Esquimalt for them to realize, wait a minute, maybe we're onto something. Maybe we can be the brand of just going back to what it's supposed to be, having a bit of fun. And as long as they're not hurting anybody, they're not jerks in a bad way. Cherry's calling them jerks in a bad way, but all they're doing is playing. They're playing duck, duck, goose. They're playing, they're limbo dancing. They're, they're sliding on their butts like they're paddling a kayak. And as long as they don't turn it into a half hour production, yeah. you know, if they have a bit of fun, so what? So you can take the kids to the game, the Carolina, Carolina wins once in a while, and at the end of the game, the kids go nuts because the guys are sliding on their butts uh, it's pretending true. to be a kayak. It's true. So brand-wise, mm -hmm. uh, what they've done is uh, they've, gone, they've gotten ahead of this. They mm -hmm. haven't said, you know, we're sorry if we've denigrated the game That's in right. any fashion. Or they, went, they, said, they actually tweeted something, the Carolina. Were you talking about us? That's what yeah, they wrote. and they said something like, the jerk store is open. Yeah, the, exactly. <laughs> they, they wrote, are you, are you writing about? us, the jerks who like to have who like to celebrate, yeah. and then say the jerk store is open. They printed up a bunch of jerks, which I'm sure there's going to be a run on those shirts. Absolutely, you know, and and I love it because uh, what they've managed to do is find a niche for their brand that is actually quite a positive thing. You know, it's like them bums, the the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yes, they they couldn't win, and, and but people love them because they were the lovable losers. Well, that's a wonderful brand to have. It's, it reflects why you why you love the Dodgers. You're a faithful sports fan. Well, here you love to have fun. What I love is that they kind of backed, butt backwards into a powerful brand. And that brand is what I want to talk about. It's the Outlaw brand. And it's a brand that zigs when other brands zag. It's the brand that's the pirates when the other brands are the Navy. You know, so if, if New York and Montreal and Toronto are the venerable brands, well, maybe Carolina can be the prankster, the, the fun guys, the guys who say, hey, we might not win so much, but we have a whole lot more fun than those guys. <laughs> well, who do you want to hang out with? Especially if your dad is saying those guys aren't cool. Well, if you're in a tertiary hockey town and, mm -hmm. and, and uh, they play in a town that's more about NASCAR and basketball yeah. and National Football League uh, football, so I see it. I get it. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's quite understandable. Yeah. And kudos to the organization in Carolina mm -hmm. for seeing this. And we'll see. Like right now, as you mentioned, they are. I think they're third or fourth from the bottom as far as selling tickets. Mm -hmm. Let's see if this helps at the box office. Yeah, I, I don't think it could hurt yeah. uh, because it is. It does bring a smile. And you know what? I, I, I as far as brand thinking goes, there's a lesson in this for all of us. Uh, a lot of times people go out and they say, I'm going to form a brand uh, about being the best or the, the highest quality. And that has no grounding in reality, you know, and that's why you see at the beginning of hockey games when you when you go in and you see those videos and they're just awful. I mean, it's, it's our team is great. We're scoring a lot of goals and it gets the excitement up. But the, every team has exactly the same video. Yeah. Now, if you think about it, how could you separate yourself from everybody else? And what they did, they said, you know what, let's listen to what outsiders say. If Don Cherry, this, this icon in Canadian ho in hockey, is saying this about us, why don't we just do a judo flip with it? And that's where some great brands are born. You know, you look at things like, look at things like 7-Up, the Uncola. 
What a great example. You know, 7-Up, what the heck? They got nothing going for them. Yeah. What about Virgin Airlines? You know, Virgin Airlines is the, the plane for people who aren't old enough or boring enough to fly with British Airways. <laughs> you know, look at Harley Davidson. If you don't fit into society, you ride a Harley. Harley didn't come up with that brand by themselves. That was the outsiders who picked the brand. And they said, we're going to ride these. After the, after the Second World War, all the flyers who wanted the juice of adrenaline, they went out riding and they became the rebels. Well, they, they weren't originally riding Harleys. They were riding Nortons and Triumphs. But then they started picking Harley and uh, Harley became that thing. Harley was smart enough to listen to the voice of the outsiders and go, hey, maybe, maybe we're onto something. Took the question right out of my mouth. I'm thinking, Mark, how important is it for a company, or in this case, a sports organization, uh, to listen to what the whispers are, I, to read what the tweets are, to hear what people are saying about them, and then to react one way or another? I think, I think it's extremely important because, I mean, especially if people are paying for your tickets, right? If you've got an organization that's a boring organization that never does anything for your fans, and there's plenty of organizations like that, you got to listen hard because, you know what, you're competing with movies. You're competing with everything out there for their entertainment dollar. You have to listen. Even better, though, if you can listen to what they say and creatively interpret it, a.k.a. bunch of jerks, T-shirts, you know? So I, I think that listening hard and giving people what they want is core to a brand, but what really makes it special is when 7-Up says, we're not Coca-Cola, we're the Uncola. you give it a bit of a creative twist, and that makes it stick in people's minds. So they don't, the, the, the Hurricanes don't say, we are a team that likes to celebrate. They go, we're a bunch of jerks. There's <laughs> a twist to it that makes it absolutely unforgettable. There's so much more to talk about, but we want to talk about a little bit a bit about well, yeah, Trudeau, right? Yeah, we want to talk about, yeah, but here's one thing that I would, I would uh, recommend to people. I know we have to go to break, right? Yep. But I would recommend that anybody looking at this kind of a situation where they say, how can we make our brand a little bit different? This is something that I've done before with brands I've worked on, including the ad agency that I worked for. When everybody else is kind of status quo and they are the best, they're the strongest, they're the most well-financed, think about pirates versus Navy. Pirates are the guys who have all the fun. They might get their ships blown apart every once in a while, <laughs> but they have a lot more fun than the Navy, and they wear better clothes, and they get to drink more rum. You know you're so, in a Navy town, you're saying. I know I'm in a Navy <laughs> town, but if you're thinking brands, try to think pirates versus Navy. That's, I think, what the Carolina Hurricanes did so well. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. While we're in a break, don't forget, if you have some brand questions, you can reach out to me anytime. I'm always happy to talk. That's mark at markstoiber.com. M-A-R-C at M-A-R-C-S-T-O-I-B-E-R.com. Now back to the show. A few weeks back, the, uh, the adult cartoon family, family guy, I should say, uh, featured an episode with U.S. President Donald Trump getting into a big brawl with the series star Peter Griffin. Giggity. Uh, in the end, after they'd beaten the stuffing out of each other, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau appears to help them see eye to eye. Mark, what's the viewer left with here? What's the message? I think what they're, what they're left with is that these guys to the north, one, they're really good looking. Uh, when you look yeah. at Peter Griffin and Donald Trump in the cartoon, and then yeah. Justin Trudeau comes in looking like a male model, and yeah. he's, he starts talking in this funny way and just being super nice and polite, and then he straps on a couple of Canada geese and flies off like the Lone Ranger. <laughs> I think, that, and I know Peter Griffin and Donald Trump look at him, and they're like, wow, who is that guy? So, uh, you know, that's, that is 
Uh, this, this it ties into the thing we finished off before we went to break the 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 navy versus the pirates. Now I want to talk about Brand Canada and how that I'm sure everybody's torquing right now, wondering how we tie that into a bunch what, of jerks. What, as far as the United States or maybe even abroad, Europe, whatever, wherever, what is Canada's brand? Canada's brand, it's very interesting. I, 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 everybody should dial in a gentleman. His name is Simon Anholt, A-N-H-O-L-T, and he created a thing called the Good Country Index, where Canada ranks number 10 in terms of science, culture, peace, security, world order, climate, planet, prosperity, health and well-being, a whole bunch of factors. Uh, by the way, uh, the United States ranks at number 25. So, uh, but Simon Anhold talks about uh, this idea that collaboration, not competition, is the way to create a better world. Now, Canada ranks in the world as this country where everybody is super, super nice. Sorry about that. And Yeah, exactly. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry about that. <laughs> then they rank the same as Australians except that Australians are perceived to have a bit of a sense of humor and Canadians don't. So we're seen like Australians with a, with a not so, quite the great sense of humor. Yet, oddly, we put out more comedians than Australians. Exactly. Well, they, they, we, we Half have Half a Hollywood's comedian. Yeah. Comedian. That takes us to a whole other brand thing, the yeah. outsider looking in brand, you know, because I think any place where you have outsiders looking in, whether it's Austria looking in on Germany or New Zealand looking in on Australia or Canada looking in on the United States, you tend to have a lot better comedians because you're on the outside so you can make fun of the big brother while still kind of wanting to be the big brother. Yep. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sort of a known concept. But um, yeah, so Canada is known. It's really interesting. This Simon Anholt did a, a, a series on the CBC where he did little uh, vignettes and he talked about what is brand Canada in the rest of North America. In the United States, we're seen as a place that is cold and because we're cold, we're seen as pure, and we have snow. We are seen as very green, uh, a reputation that isn't quite as deserved as, as the perception. Yeah, they haven't been into Alberta. Uh, yeah, the, they, well, they, the yeah exactly, but they believe <laughs> that because we have a lot of trees and lots of water that we're green and clean, and we're also known for hockey. Yeah. So that is what we're known for. And you see Justin Trudeau talking about being nice with each other and then strapping on some Canada geese and flying back to the Great White North. You go, That's, that is the brand. So I is, love Canada, it. is Canada's brand accurate? Is it the right brand for Canada? That's the itself? thing. A brand isn't about accuracy. A brand is about perception. And that is where most people get it wrong. Hockey doesn't need to be about the best players or the most exciting game. It could be about having a little fun after the game. So now that's, that's where we get ourselves all tied in a knot because we think our brand should be something, so we project that. You know, it's Toronto, it's downtown, Vancouver, Cosmopolitan, Gateway to the East. And people are going, no, you're clean, you're green, you're clean, you're green, and you're really nice. <laughs> and we hate that because it's so Sounds it's, boring. It's distorted and it's boring, and we think that that's only part of the story. But if you're going to create a brand, you you stick with a simple story. The Uncola, they could have called Seven Up any of a number of things, right? But they stuck with something that's so. How do we do the same thing the Hurricanes did? If Don Cherry calls the Hurricanes a bunch of jerks. What should we? What should Canadians call themselves? That's a that's an excellent question because I think we just call ourselves nice and let the world catch up to us. When we called ourselves nice in the back back in the 1980s, back in the Gordon Gecko greed is good days, that was seen as something really terrible. Weak. It, weak. 
it is weak. It's like it's like uh, I, I remember hearing about it on Family Guy. Uh, another Family Guy talking about Canada being the the little brother who can't get a date. You know, <laughs> the so little brother who can't, can't get, get a, a date. date. That, That's good. Uh, so that was Canada then. However, now as we're seeing this clown show south of the border, the, suddenly the world is catching up. Going, wait a minute. Maybe these guys who are really nice, who bring countries together, who create unity, who aren't all about running other people down, who don't divide but uh, bring things together. Maybe that is cool. So maybe we just amplify, yes, we are the nice guys, put it on a few t-shirts, you know, uh, don't divide and conquer. Maybe that is the brand that we should embrace. I think, it, I think it really should be the brand because the world needs more collaboration and more people coming together and more people being nice in a time when everybody is being so not nice to each other. And so I think 20 years ago, I think that this brand wouldn't have been successful, but now I think the world has changed that this brand could move into its own. So when Gordon Gecko said greed is good, uh, mm -hmm. that didn't work for us. So right now we could say nice is good. Nice is good. How about being nice for a change? You know, <laughs> Why not? and and uh, yeah, exactly. For yeah, for once, being nice is a great thing. There's a whole bunch of ways you could twist this. Now, what I'm looking for is what the Carolina Hurricanes did. They didn't say, we have fun after the games. They said, bunch of jerks, because they grabbed that one magical nugget and judo flipped it. What we need is one magical nugget. Maybe it's, I'm sure Donald Trump will come up with it. If you just give him a bit of, you know, feed him, feed him a little bit, he'll come up with it and it'll, we can judo flip it and turn it into the national brand. Mark, thanks for this. Oh, I love doing this. Mark Stoiber, brand strategy consultant, entrepreneur, the author of a couple of books, didn't see it coming, and his latest is Stop Busting Your Brand. You've been listening to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast for brands that learn from the 